<laughs> and with that, we have the audience back. <laughs> Thank you. I missed you guys. I missed you guys. God bless you. You guys are so good. <laughs> hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or you can call me Carl. And oh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm here at True Way Gaming, answer gaming questions and talk about gaming related topics. And to be honest, on this episode, it is going to be um, a short one. It's going to be a short episode um, because actually, right now as we speak, <laughs> I'm currently waiting to um, go to my Go to go to the airport. Um, I'm going on vacation. I'm gonna be gone a little bit over a week, about ten days or so. Um, so next week there is gonna be there's not gonna be a new episode, um, but praise God there's gonna be an episode. You know the the week of Christmas basically. Um, I will post a, a, another episode on, on that Friday, um, right before Christmas, pretty much. So pretty much Christmas Eve, <laughs> which is gonna be awesome. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm going on vacation. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but I did see the video game awards last night. So I did want to speak about that a little bit in terms of my reaction, in terms of uh, there was exciting announcements, but my overall like thoughts and review on the game show, uh, the game awards, I mean. So, yeah, I'm going to dive right into it. So how I'm going to break this down is, well... I mean, yeah, where do I break this down? So, I, I guess I'm going to start with the announcements. I guess I'll start with that. Uh, because one reason why I do tune in to the Game Awards is definitely for the announcements. Not going to lie. The world premieres. Very exciting stuff. And even though the show was massively long, and the majority of it, I was bored. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the majority of it, I was bored. Uh, but there was... Three, maybe four main announcements. That I was like, "Oh snap! I'm super duper like that's like excited, amazing, amazing stuff." Truly, are surprises. It's awesome. So my my top one, I would say, definitely my top one. I have to say, is definitely Alan Wake Two. Alan Wake Two was announced. Remedy, they're making this, and it's going to be a first time where they're going to make the series a survival horror. <laughs> um, and, and I do believe for them, this is the first time that they will be making a survival horror game, um, which is awesome. Which which is um, uh, awesome, and I can't wait to see definitely in the final product because Alan Wake One, yes, obviously it, it was had um, horror elements. You know, it had survival horror elements per se, but it was mostly an action game. It's a uh, action survival horror experience per se. So. Uh, you know, you grab, you know, two guns and, you know, you, you, you pretty much find ammo frequently in that game. Um, you know, you, you do have to look for it, but it's not scarce, so to speak, as a survival horror usually is for, you know, just a random example, like Resident Evil 4, for example. Um, you know, in, in, in games like that, or The Evil Within. You know, so this game, you know, in Alan Wake, the first one, you find ammo pretty frequently, and, you know, you use flares, and, and you use, uh, you know, grenades and stuff, and, you know, it was an action survival experience, but this game, they're actually making it a full-on survival horror, so I'm, I'm very curious how they're going to implement that, you know, it's a good fit, I'm not saying that like it isn't, because, you know, how Alan Wake was, it was, you know, it had that identity in there, uh, but to... You know, but again, there was a lot of action in that one. So 
In other words, I'm very curious in particular in terms of pacing for Alan Wake 2. Pacing, there's going to be some scares, I know that. Uh, the first one, you know, caught me off guard a couple of times. But, yeah, I'm just super excited how Remedy is going to engage in terms of pacing, in terms of um, even combat, you know? What are they changing in the combat? Um now that it's going to be a, a survival horror experience. But overall, when that trailer came in, first of all, I thought it was John Wick. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was John Wick. <laughs> uh, but then I'm like, man, as as you saw the main character on the screen, Alan Wake, I was just like, man, like, why does he look familiar? You know, it's been so long since we've got, well, recently we got, earlier this year, we did get Alan Wake remastered. remastered. I do have that for the Xbox One, so I kind of feel... Uh, a uh, shame a little bit that I didn't recognize the character off the bat. Uh, but one man, he smiled or whatever. And it's Alan Wake 2. I was, oh my goodness, I was screaming. I was like, oh, like truly a surprise. And I'm glad that Remedy, they've gotten some funding. Because, man, like, you, I, I, seriously, because I remember this was, they wanted to do this years ago. And I remember Microsoft didn't give them okay uh, back then uh i do believe microsoft owned the ip alan wake uh but now that you know it's remedies um property um and it's really praise money king it, it really it, it's i don't know as a fan i felt like crying you know very excited because again microsoft didn't want to publish a sequel um oh yeah it could have been that they always owned the ip but microsoft didn't want to fund the sequel so they could never I've never done it. And they, well, they sort of did it with Alan Wake American Nightmare that came out on the Xbox Live arcade. Um, but that wasn't a sequel. That was sort of like a spin off to the series. And yeah, but now, in other words, they've got the funding. I hope they made a lot of money with the Alan Wake Remastered. And that's what's probably funding this. Either way, it's awesome that Remedy, especially with Control, I think Control was really successful. Um, so I think that also really helped, obviously, for them to develop the sequel. And you know what, man? I, I really do pray that this game makes a lot of money. Because Remedy, they are an awesome studio. I love the way they do storytelling. I love their writers. And it, I just really, you know, pray that they succeed, you know? And they're able to make it on their own. Because I know... For there was a moment of time where Remedy, it was kind of scared. It was kind of scary because, you know, you would think, like, I, I'm trying to say, like, there was a time where they were struggling financially. And when they made Control, that was like, this game has to sell or else they were going bankrupt. And I remember there was reports of them financially struggling. struggling. Um, and that's why also, too, that I, you know, and, and even though they didn't go about it the right way, at all, but you could also see because they were struggling, why stingy they were a little bit with making control a free upgrade uh, for next gen consoles. But either way, I'm glad that they are they're back. You know, they're back. We're getting out of the way too. Um, super excited for that. And another announcement that I was like, hmm, like man, I was like, okay, is this Dark Tide? Is this? Uh, I think it's like Death. Uh, I forgot. I have the the game there uh, but warhammer 40k warhammer um space marine 2 now i have space marine 1 i have it on the xbox 360 sadly i have not beaten it but man it's i have to get back on that because it is an outstanding game 
It is an amazing, amazing game. Sad to see that we did not get that um, for backwards compatibility. I would love to play it on Xbox One, Auto HDR, maybe even a resolution boost and or um, FPS boost. I think I heavily benefited from. And um, it is on PC, so I guess that's also an option. But yeah, we're getting Space uh, Space Marine 2. And I was really surprised at that because Space Marine, the first one, came out, again, years ago. Came out years ago on the Xbox 360. And I'm trying to remember the exact year. I'm trying to remember what year was it. But it was definitely, I would say, a decade ago. I would say. It's been 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. I should have probably done my research before I made this episode. <laughs> uh, but it's, I know it's been a long time. That game was really, really good. It was awesome, you know, killing goblins and stuff, and it was very brutal, and we're finally getting a sequel to that, to that story. And, um, because I know in Warhammer, 40k Warhammer Universe, you know, there's there's so much, there's a lot of stories. So, the whole time I know is when the trailer started playing, I'm like, hmm. You know, and my boy Tony, he was like, Carl, guess the game, like, man, is this Warhammer Dark Tide? Because we were supposed to receive that this year, but... Obviously, it got delayed. Um, and I was like, man, now nah, it can't be Dark dark Tide because uh, it went from a spaceship and then you saw, um, you know, the, the monsters on the ground and stuff just killing everyone and stuff. And I was like, okay, it's not Dark Tide because Dark Tide has a different tone and also uh, I do believe it takes place like on the ground of some sort. So I was looking, I was like, man, okay, so the only two options, either Space Marine and or uh, the Warhammer um, Death... Something, man, I got the game over there in my shelf, I can't see it. But, it was like, the Death Wraith or something like that. Or that what is like, a first-person shooter, basically, and, um, you, yeah, you play as the, these, uh, soldiers for the, for the king or something like that, whatever. Long story short, in other words, it ended up being Space Marines 2. So, I was like, oh, man, that's amazing, that's awesome, super hype about that. Um, finally getting a sequel for all this time. And I really am curious, though, what I would like to know, are they going to add co-op to the game? Because I think the first one, that was absent. I'm not sure if the first one had multiplayer, because, again, I played it when I got it from the game store. Um, I played it, like, once, maybe twice. So it's it's been a long time since I picked up the game. (laughs) Well, now that Part 2 is coming out, I definitely want to get back in the first one and beat that. Uh, I still have a 360, um, and a modded 360, so definitely want to get on that and, and, and beat it. And, yeah, so I really hope they add co-op, maybe even multiplayer. Uh, but if it isn't, I just hope that, again, the, the the universe of 40K Warhammer and, you know, Space Marine, it was very interesting. It was always very interesting, very um, intriguing, always had me curious, you know. So, just the presentation of the world in the game. That alone, I, I would love to see more of. I'm obviously getting part two, but I, I hope when they make the sequel, I hope it's it's uh, a long enough game. You know, even if it's just a single player tile, I would love that. I would like a minimum ten hour experience, uh, just you know, to justify that sixty dollar price. Not sure if I'll pay full price for it, but but I don't know. Then again, I don't know. I don't. Know. I really like the Warhammer Forty K series. It's very good. Uh, so I, I can't wait for this to come out it looks brutal than ever and i do believe i've seen I'm trying to remember in the trailer i'm not sure if it even said xbox one or ps4 i do believe it said series x and s and 
PlayStation 5. So I think it's a next-gen only title. Um, I could be wrong about that. But if it's a next-gen only title, I'm like, hey, that's awesome. And what's really cool also is that some of these announcements here you're seeing um, or, or the world premieres that you saw at the Game Awards, I noticed a lot of them um, are next-gen exclusive. There was obviously quite a few that is going to be on Xbox One and PS4 and stuff, but there was a lot that I've seen that is next-gen only. So I like that. I like I like to see that we're starting to see a phase out. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people will be bad at me, like, Carl, come on, I still got Xbox One. It's hard to get a Series X and S and or a PS5. And I understand. I feel you. I feel you. And... You know, I pray you get one, you know, 2022. <laughs> and I also just pray overall there will be more stock and easier to attain one. Um, and not to get off the topic, I'm also praying for this uh, this bill, Stop the Grinch Bots to go through. I'm, I'm praying for that bill to go through because I, I want scalping, the scalper bots, that, that has to be illegal. Uh, that has to be illegal because of the fact that it's causing websites to crash and all this stuff and unfair advantage, I, I'm really praying for this bill to go through. Um, but anyway... Um, yeah, so I, you know, I, I'm sure that, at least I pray that next year we'll see a lot of consoles being restocked and, you know, if you don't have one, if you're listening to this, you don't have one, pray you get one immediately soon in Jesus name. <laughs> um, but I, I do like to see uh, as a, you know, series X owner and S we're starting to see, uh, uh how should I say a move away from last gen and now focusing on current gen because i do want to see current gen exclusives i do want to see that i do want to see developers take full advantage of the hardware and to to go up and beyond like to go beyond their vision with the xbox philosophy architecture and stuff and away from the jaguar engine or jaggered engine that the Xbox One uses. You know, I want them to make games natively for the Series X and, and PS5 um, as well. I, I, I want to see that. You know, I don't. I, I feel bad. I don't want people to get left behind. But again, the Xbox One released in 2013 and today is still getting supported. Same thing with the PS4. Like it released back in 2013. You know, we're going to 2020, and the Xbox One is still getting supported, you know, which is awesome. That's great. You know, obviously, people that made an investment with the Xbox One, they're getting their money's worth. You know, they didn't they didn't pull an Nintendo where after five years, you know, they cut off the service. And um, I see that. I think Nintendo even announced that uh, a couple of years ago that for Nintendo Switch, they're planning to support it for 10 years. So... Which which is good. I'm glad they're doing that instead of cutting it so short. Uh, and I think Sony and Microsoft has done a great job of setting that standard. So, but anyway, Space Marine Two coming out. I was super hyped. And now I'm trying to think about the third announcement that I, I'm trying to remember. The third announcement was um, oh boy, what was the third announcement? <laughs> it's like really early in the morning. Um, yeah, Alan Wake Two. Yeah, Space Marine 2. Um, I was excited to see the the Monster Hunter uh, DLC. It's really good that the Switch is getting, you know, Monster Hunter is getting a lot of support. Uh, just like they did with Monster Hunter World. Uh, that was really cool. Um, really excited to see that. I'm trying to remember uh, what other major announcement was there that I was like, oh man, there was a third one. Um, it's sort of leaving me. 
Um, you know, think about this at the top of my head. Uh, but I guess until I remember, I guess I will go into the other stuff. I guess about the game show, uh, the, well, me, game awards, and uh, it was very weird to see Jeff Keighley. You know, this is the game awards, and it is weird to see that they fast forward a lot of awards. You know, like the best VR game of the year, uh, the best VR game, the best um, role-playing game, the best, uh, I forgot what that topic is called, but like free-to-play, I guess, or uh, continuous support, you know. It was really weird to see him fast-forward. Um, it was really cool to see Resident Evil 4 won the best VR game. Um, I thought that was a, it was, it was a great lineup of VR games uh, this year. Uh, it sucks that Resident Evil 4 VR... Is right now Oculus exclusive. That does bother me a lot. I wish it came out on PlayStation VR. Um, that's what I'm waiting for. I also was hoping that um, when I saw like uh, there was like a, a trailer, a world premiere of Medal of Honor VR, uh, Medal of Honor um, Above and Beyond. That is still an Oculus exclusive. Uh, that to me again, that's disappointing. I wanted to come out on PlayStation VR. Uh, I would love to give that game a try. But again, on the PlayStation VR, I think it would just be amazing. Even if they could release it physically on VR, um, on PlayStation, I would love that um, as well. But it, it was just really weird that he was like, all right, well, you know, um, you know, this is the, the title. This is the reward, I mean. This game won. This is the reward. This game won. You know, it was just weird. And, and yeah, it was... And also... How should I say... You know, this True Way Gaming, you know, I, I, this is not a political, I don't like to get political, you know, in the podcast. You know, the podcast is not political at all. I, I really um, strongly will and will continue to, to keep that out of the podcast and politicalness. Um, but what bothered me in the show, and I feel like this was the weakest show, though, that we've seen, you know, from years it's just um you know it, i i felt like this show there was a lot of political messages and i really disliked that i really really dis not i i really disliked it um it bothered me a lot because again we're watching this is a uh, an event where as jeff keely would say uh, a celebration is a big celebration of games and just with those political messages throughout the event it, it really subtracted from that you know like literally there was a point where I'm like okay am I watching a game awards or am I watching you know uh, a political uh, show you know are we watching uh, an indoctrination kind of, of, of <laughs> uh, program here you know um, because again what I love about video games, and I think I expressed this in, in an early episode of, of Chewy Gaming, what I love about gaming is that it brings people together. It doesn't matter what people believe in. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what race. They're, they're, you can't literally, in gaming, you can't see a color. But even then, it doesn't matter what co uh, color. It doesn't matter what somebody else believes. or, or You know, it, gaming literally brings people together. You know, I remember going to an arcade and I'm playing Tekken, uh, arcade machine, and then somebody just rolls up and then they insert the coin and we, we, we played Tekken together. You know, um, obviously my, I met my best friends through gaming 
And literally, that's why I love gaming. It really removes the vision. And I literally felt what I've seen at the. And I won't get into specifics here, but what I what I've seen in the game awards, um, I felt like it was doing the opposite of that. I really felt like it was doing the opposite. You know, so I'm not gonna get into too much detail into it. I, I don't like talking political stuff on the show, um, but you know, it bothered me. And it, I mean, because of those things, I felt like this was the worst game awards we've seen. Um, in my opinion, it, it truly is. Um, but again, with the what? What else? Uh, I'm trying to remember of the show, but it, it was again cool to, to though to see those announcements. Um, man, it bothers me. I'm really trying to remember that third game. <laughs> I know there was three games, man. I'm just like, oh man, let's. What, what am I thinking about? Um, oh, it was very interesting also to see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, it's weird because Dead by Daily obviously is a very, 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 very popular game. And um, also a dark one too. But I find it a little weird because this announcement, you know, one of the world premieres was, actually one of the first, was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that's going to be a multiplayer game. So I, I don't know, I didn't see any details, but I, I assume... Just like the majority now, like like Friday the Thirteenth, um, you know, it's going to be a five or a four versus one kind of multiplayer. And to me, it's it's weird. Well, one because the Texas Chainsaw Man Leatherface, he's already in Dead by Daylight. Um, he's already in there. And then the second thing is, I feel like that genre sort of speak and people I know is going to say this for anything like we have so much first person shooters we have so much you know racing games we have so much you know like it's but the dead by daylight or you know like I feel like we just have so many games that's trying to be like dead by daylight already again we have dead by dead by daylight like I said we have Friday the 13th uh we have um Oh my goodness! There was another game like that. I'm trying to remember, uh, but there's there's another game like that. Uh, sorry, guys, I didn't eat breakfast, so that my mind is like you know going blank. <laughs> uh, but but in other words, we have games already like that, and so when uh, oh there you go, the evil uh, the, uh, the Evil Dead game. There you go, the, the Evil Dead game is like that as well, where you have four players, I think, or five, and then you have a game master, so to speak, where he's he's pretty much the boss. Um, and, you know, he spawns minions and stuff like that. And it also reminds me of um, Resident Evil Resistance. Now, Resident Evil Resistance, you know, obviously is a very different experience. Uh, even the Evil Dead game is a very different experience compared to Dead by Daylight. But the sort of five versus one thing is, is really a, a... You see, it's really a, a theme. It's really a, um, a genre, so to speak. Sort of like Battle Royale. And... I guess the weird thing is, or the thing is I feel sort of tired of seeing that is because, you know, it's, it's weird that to me, that should be a mode in a game, you know, like that should be like, you know, if they're releasing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, the video game, why not make a story mode of it? Um, and then the game also has multiplayer and then, you know, that's the multiplayer, the vibe versus uh, uh, one. You know what I mean? Instead of making a, a game 
dedicated, legit, the game is just a 5v1 multiplayer. Because another thing, I don't like seeing this trend or a little bit, or uh, for example, Friday the 13th, even though it did have some single player content where it was a, it wasn't exactly a story, but it was like missions to kill the teenagers, I guess, is that it really is, again, I, I, I like to collect games and I love that years later, you know, I, I could grab on original Xbox games, put in my system, boom, it works, right? Like, the servers are not caught up. Well, I mean, like, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, for example, obviously they have multiplayer, can't play the multiplayer anymore, but it had a campaign. You know, it had a cooperative campaign, so I could get a buddy, and we play that split screen together. I could play in land support. You know, I could, you know, it had a campaign. So, with games like multiplayer, like Dead by Daylight, for example, one day, the servers will shut down. And when that happens, obviously, whoever bought the game, you know, it's no longer... I mean, I'm sure the investment for them was well made because, you know, they had fun playing it when it was alive and well. But eventually, that game is going to be um, no more. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be able to play that game anymore, eventually. You know? And, you know, for now, I was like, oh, man, that's years from now, Carl. You don't have to worry about it. I mean, anything could happen. I mean... Yeah, anything can happen, and plus, time flies by, you know? Like, it's crazy to think that the PlayStation, PlayStation 3, um, you know, it's, it's like a 10-year console, basically. It came out, yeah, it came out 2006. I'm trying to do my math right here. Um, yeah, it's, it, I think it's like a 16-year-old console, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it came out... 20, 2006, four years will be 2010. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's like I, I do believe it's like 16 years old. Um, that that's a retro console at that point, you know, 16 years. Uh, and I remember when the PS3 first came out. I remember that. Um, but yeah, but that's my point. I know for that little long pause there, I was doing math in my head. It's hard to do math when you haven't eaten breakfast yet, <laughs> and you're, you know, on standby waiting to. To leave, but anyway, so um, overall, what is my verdict? So, I mean, I pretty much said it. I think this was the worst game awards we had. Um, definitely because of the political messages, um, I felt. Um, but also, there was a few war premieres that were awesome. That were awesome. Obviously, in any show, not every announcement is going to be what we want. Not every announcement is going to be, oh, man, that's great. Yeah, even though there were shows where it was like that for me. Um, I try to remember E3. There was like a, most announcements. I was like, yo, this is awesome. Yes. You know, I was looking forward to. Um, but in this one, there was three. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't really the third. I'm trying to remember what's the third. But um, but I know there was a third that I was really, really um, excited on. Praise God. But, uh, oh, it was cool to see Forsaken, actually. Uh, I think it was Forsaken. Um, that, that was awesome. Um, there were the reassurance of Elder Ring. Um, it was amazing to see Dying Light 2 as well. Dying Light 2. Um, I'm glad that it just looks good. It looks good. I really hope that February 4th is the Oh, I remember. I remember the third game. Yes. The third game that I wanted to say was Crossfire X. Oh my goodness, that was the game. Crossfire X. I'm super duper happy 
that we finally not only get a, a, a second campaign trailer, but a release date. A release date of February 8th, I do believe. Because, again, this game was supposed to come out in 2020, last year. It got silently delayed when the release date was sort of set for holidays of 2020. It came and went. There was nothing from the developers. Developers literally were quiet for a long time. And with Crossfire X, um, Remedy, they're doing the story for the game. Which I know, Remedy, I love the way they do stories. So I, I hope it's good. I pre- it looks good. It looks great. So I'm pretty sure it is. Um, so Remedy's doing the single player. And then some Korean studio is doing the multiplayer. So I'm a little curious too if they're going to sell this game physically. If they are, are we getting just the campaign and not the multiplayer? Or... You know, would it download both? I'm curious. Um, that, that's going to be awesome. Um, but anyway, they because it, it got it was quiet. It was quiet, and then earlier this year, around I think E3 time, maybe even Gamescom, their Twitter became active again. They were showing images, some of the graphical um, redos they did for the multiplayer multiplayer maps. It was just pretty much multiplayer. And then they released another trailer, but it was just multiplayer. You could get this crazy uh scarecrow looking character and outfit um and stuff which which look cool. Um but I'm like, man, it was, like it looks like they're just advertising multiplayer, man. I I, I I like I you know I all I care about really is a story. That's all I care about. I care about the campaign. Uh but it was so in other words, there was a long period of time where we didn't get anything other than a multiplayer. Um, and then I think they went silent again, but it was cool that at the Game Awards, boom, we got another trailer of the game, and not just a trailer, but it's a campaign, them advertising the campaign, and then finally, a definitive release date, that I hope they don't delay again, I really hope they don't delay, I hope that December 8th, that's their word, not December 8th, excuse me, February, I think, yeah, February 8th. Obviously, December 8th already passed. <laughs> but February 8th, I hope they stay true to that. I'm excited for that. To me, that is a day one buy. I waited so long for this game. I hope it's not buggy. And again, it's Remedy. I trust them. It's going to be good. So those were the three announcements. There you go. Alan Wake 2, Space Marine 2, and then Crossfire X. And it's funny because all these games are... Uh, these three games are, are sequels. Uh, the second <laughs> uh, sequel to, to the first game. Because Crossfire X, the game that came out before it was Crossfire. Uh, something. And that was just a multiplayer only game. Crossfire X, I do believe is the first time the series will you know, um, have a campaign. So, yeah. So, overall, those three announcements. And the Text Chainsaw Massacre and something else. You know, it was nice to see. It was dope. Um, but other than that, the, the show... Oh my goodness, with the music performances was killing me. It really felt, it really felt, um, I can't front. By the time the show was over, I felt like I wasted time. Now, I saw it with my friends, which was a blessing, you know, shout out to, to, um, Tony and Caroline and Davey, especially Davey, you hear me? I love you, bro. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, other than that, I, when the show was over, I'm like, man, because of the few announcements that were excited for it, because there was a lot of announcements or war premieres, I I couldn't help to feel I lost, I, I wasted time, you know. Um, even though I was excited for the game of the year, the game of the year, oh my goodness, it takes two. That guy deserves it. I love that man. 
that dude is awesome. So yeah, seeing him walk up and he had that genuine reaction, like, yes, yes, you know, like throwing his arms up, you know, it was amazing. It was awesome to see. And I'm glad take two. Um, it's crazy. They beat Resident Evil 8 because me, I wanted originally Resident Evil 8 to win. Um, but I'm happy that it takes two dead win game of the year because again, uh, especially how the guy, how he does games, how he does storytelling, because he was a movie director. I forgot the dude's name, so I'm, I'm bad with names. Sorry, guys. It was it was an amazing thing to see. It was amazing to see how happy he was, but also his game. And again, he's an indie studio. Technically, they are uh, Haslight is an indie studio, so it was cool to see EA original, um, EA originals that program help fund Haslight. Haslight a way out was highly successful they grew as a studio they made a, 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 a takes two and then the c takes two an indie studio when game of the year that's awesome that is amazing that is amazing um and it's it's really cool and it's really it's crazy that now this day and age we're seeing indie studios make a better product make a more fun game than AAA studios or even AA studios. So I found that very interesting. So this win was really special to me because, again, not only because that game was, uh, I didn't play it yet. It looks pleasing. I want to play it. I want to play in co op. Um, but just, I know, again, Haslight, how they do games is amazing storytelling, but it's cool to actually see an indie studio win game of the year and actually beat Resident Evil 8, which is crazy to me. Um, and it was cool to see also uh, Metroid Dread as well to see that nominated because I think that got an 85 I think which is great obviously uh, but see that as a game of, game of the year uh, which is awesome and also player choice for example play, that was another thing that I thought was very silly so I'm loving Halo Infinite I'm loving the campaign I love it and I don't want to sound like I'm all over the place guys I'm so sorry if I'm sounding like I'm all over the place um, but going into like Halo Infinite player, a Halo Infinite 1 player choice don't get me wrong. I'm a Halo fan. I love Halo Infinite. I'm having a blessed time with it. It's really good. The campaign is really good. Um, but a couple of things. One, that game just came out. Um, it just released literally the day before uh, of the Game Awards. If we're into win player choice game of the year, I'm like, what? Like, it's just because another thing, and I, I said this to, um, actually, I was talking to Davey about this, my boy Davey. Um, and I was telling him, like, I play the, I'm playing the campaign, I'm really enjoying it, it's very polished, graphics look gorgeous, and, you know, it, you can see, you know, it, it's very well done, very well done, I know there was like a race in the finish line kind of thing to get this game done, um, as so, they decided to cut out co-op and, and, uh, Forge, to make the deadline of December 8th. And the, the game is very good. Very good. We had some worries. They did an outstanding job. Um, but as I'm playing the campaign. I'm going through the menus and stuff. I can't help to feel though. There is content missing from the game. Like, like in other words. I was playing the game. Um, I feel like it's an incomplete package. I can't help but to feel like it's an incomplete package. And particularly one. Obviously. You know, I press, I go to campaign, and the only thing you literally see is the campaign. You see, um, you know, Starcamp, 
campaign, excuse me, start campaign, change difficulty, and pretty much an options. That's it. You know, uh, there is no uh, cooperative mode. There is no uh, even arcade mode uh, that was featured in Halo Three. Halo Three, where you get to play the campaign and you could, uh, like, you know, every kill that you do, every action you do, and uh, throughout the campaign, you would get points. Uh, you can even play that in cooperative. So, in other words, you could sort of work cooperatively to gather points and sort of make a leaderboard, and or you could go against each other by who who makes, you know, who gets the most points wins. Uh, so they featured that in, in Halo Three. I do believe Halo Reach, Halo DST was like that, etc. Um, that's completely absent in Halo Infinite, and again, f- absence of Forge, and um, also, which is really odd to me, it's it's a common feature. Obviously, Halo Infinite is not the first game to for this to be absent. It's rare for a game uh, this feature to be absent, um, but Mission Select is completely absent, and that's a first time for this series. Um, so in other words, with these features, like I mentioned, I, and I understand the, the approach to the open world aspect, but even then there's, um, you know, I think about, for example, Sleeping Dogs. Um, Sleeping Dogs is an open world game, you know, you could mess around and stuff, but it had a mission select mode, you know, off the bat. You could go back and, and, and play these missions. So it's weird that Halo Infinite, uh, you know, it's a great polished story. And they're charging full price for it, sixty dollars for the campaign. I haven't beaten it yet, but again, I, as I'm playing it through Game Pass, I couldn't help to feel it's an unfinished product. Um, even what's really disappointing to me is that they're selling this a physical copy of this game. They're selling Halo Infinite physically, and it was discovered, um, and also by uh, John Inman from Digital Foundry, uh, Dark. I forgot his Twitter um, at Dark One X something. I, I think it's called, but uh, John from Digital Foundry. He made a tweet saying that on disc, Halo Infinite is an incomplete game. And not because the multiplayer is not in there. He's talking about legit. You insert the game to your Xbox. Um, some data is on the disc. And you have to download the rest from Xbox Live. And that is very... And this is the first time in the Halo series that when you buy the game physically... You're not getting the whole game unless you have internet. And that is a trend that I pray that breaks. And, and I, I pray that Microsoft stays away from that trend. They've been doing it for a little while now, which is annoying. But literally, it makes, for the long run, it makes physical games worthless. You know, but I and, and I know... Microsoft, they're good. They made a promise of backwards compatibility. So even two Xboxes from now, I'm sure, or I would like to hope that, you know, two Xboxes later, you know, it's two generations from now, it's still going to be compatible with the Series X. Um, but let's say they shut their servers down, which is going to happen one day. Your Halo Infinite disc is worthless. Like, you can't download the rest of the game. So that's it. Just it's, just it's so odd to me, and I, I understand too. Also, there's there's an article even that's coming out that again, literally it was a race to the finish, and they just barely you know made it. So that's why, you know, they're working on to the game even up to the release. They're working on the game. It, it just sucks though. I like to see a complete package. So me, I'm not gonna buy the game physically. I'm not gonna buy the game. I'm literally playing it through Game Pass. I'm alright with that because I hope in the future, two years from now. We could sort of have a Halo Infinite Complete Edition, Game of the Year Edition, to where 
or player choice edition <laughs> where the game is literally on disc and whatever updates that have released for it. So th- that's what I'm really hoping for. Um, but and again, it, it's it's weird that it came out yesterday and one game player choice. And I, I, in other words, I feel like it's only voted player choice just because it's what's popular right now. So I do understand Jeff Kelly too for game of the years on how they vote. He has judges um, from the industry. He has judges um, and also mixture of player choice because players and consumers they will only vote based on what's popular. You know what I'm saying? Like I certainly felt that Resident Evil 8 should have won, uh, but again, it takes two. I, I, let me rephrase that. Yeah, I feel like I misspoke here. Definitely Resident Evil 8. And it takes two. They both deserve to win Game of the Year. Those are both amazing games. So I, f- I feel equally they both deserve to win. Obviously, take two and one. But for player's choice, I felt like Resident Evil 8 Village should have won that, at least. Um, and it's weird that Halo Infinite, which released a day before the Game Awards, that won the player choice awards. It's not Jeff Keighley's fault. I know it was the players that vote for that, but I'm like, okay... It's just weird that that's not, that's even a a nominee. You know what I'm saying? Just because it released the day before, and I remember in the past, Jeff Keighley usually doesn't do that. Usually, games that were released in December, he does not include in the Game Awards. For example, like Star Wars: The Jedi Fallen Order. When that, whatever year that came out, I remember uh, it came out. I think uh, a few days before the Game Awards, and that was not a nominee. So it's a little weird that now this year. He changed that. I don't know if people criticize or whatever, but to me, it was just really weird that one player choice. Um, and so, yeah. So, without murmuring on and on. <laughs> um, yeah. So, overall, the Game Awards, I was very disappointed. It 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 felt dry. It felt... And I agree. I agree with Tony, what he said after he saw the show. He was like, it, it feels like Jeff Keighley, he's unsure of how to run the show. He, he like he like it seems like the show doesn't even know that it's Game Awards because it shows, which to me is not a problem. It mostly shows world premieres, and again, it's weird that it's a Game Awards, but yet he fast forward the parts where they're presenting awards for games. So it's like okay, so he needs to cook this show in the oven more he needs to go over some details okay what is this show really about and and what can i change you know what what can i it, it just it, it felt weird for a reward show it didn't feel like a reward show putting a politicalness aside um and and yeah so i agree with that um and, and to me the game performance now i can understand music is a part of video games for example obviously the iconic Halo theme song, everyone loves. You know, um, I'm trying to remember uh, other. You know, um, oh, there you go, Yoshi stories. <laughs> you know, there's there's songs. Oh, Mario Odyssey. Remember when that came out? The song, the soundtrack was awesome. So I understand music is a part of games, but it is weird that we. The, the the first of all the music performances I felt like they were unnecessary I felt like man I, I felt like it was a waste of time and especially that the music performances there was a lot of songs that there were not in any video games or there was no video game music it was usually songs that 
are out in the world today performed at this thing. So, in other words, as a gamer, I'm like, man, what the heck? I, I wish I could fast forward this. Like, it, it just felt like I felt like I was suffering watching these performances. It was really weird. Um, so, Jeff, I don't know. Like, I understand Jeff Kelly, he loves music, but I, I just really feel like they have to fix that because if they want to include music performances, okay, cool, but keep it music that's in video games. You know, it's that's what the show is. It's the Game Awards. You know, so I, I just it was it was weird. So overall, at the end, it was a bad show, in my opinion. The war premieres and the game of the year, literally because of the game of year, game of the year, I felt like it saved the show. But when I look back, I still feel very disappointed, and the show dragged on. And yeah, to me, it was just overall a bad show. At, at its core, it was a bad show. But I love the the world premieres, the three I mentioned, or four or five that I mentioned, and the game of the year itself. It, it, those were awesome. But man, it was like three hours. I'm just like, yeah. It was bad. I felt like last year was better. And last year, I did not like the Game Awards because The Last of Us Part 2 won Game of the Year. And I felt like it was not deserved. And a lot of gamers agreed. I legit felt like it was just journalists in the industry. They picked that game just because of the political, um, hidden political messages that were in the Last of Us Part Two, and the game director, the, the person that directed the game, he admitted that when he did that game, he, you know, there is political. He purposely adds political stuff in there. He wants to send the message. He have said that before. You can look it up yourself. He's a very, uh, he's well, he's he's, he's a pro feminist and pro um, um, other stuff, <laughs> you know, and he likes to implement that in his games. To me, he shouldn't, but. Anyway, yeah. So, it was a bad show. I don't like it. Except for those announcements. Alright? So that's my overall verdict. And, and yeah, that's it. I, I want to say thank you guys. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Um, I love you guys. If you have any questions and or topics that you want me to address here on the show, you can send your questions at twgpquestions at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave your uh, right subject in the subject bar. I mean, question, excuse me, at the subject bar and to leave your name and uh, leave your name so that way I can properly address you here on the show on the next episode and, you know, hopefully your question or topic will be featured here on the show. Um, you can also follow me at Twitter, uh, Twitter, um, at Chuey Gaming uh, for any updates um, about the show or just to see what I post or retweets that I do. <laughs> you want to follow me, you can follow me there. Um, I also have a YouTube where I'm posting episodes of the show. Um, I probably have like two episodes, but don't worry, there will be more. Um, I'm posting, I try to post every episode on there. Um, and that's uh, Chuey Gaming Podcast. You can search on YouTube, tell your friends and family about it. And wherever you're listening to this show, if you're listening, whether it's on Podbean, whether it's on Amazon Music, iTunes, Google, please, you know, um, you know, follow me. You know, subscribe, follow, tell your friends and family about the show. I will really, it will help out a ton. Uh, it will really bless me and, and help the show to continue. And again, thank you for so very much. Um, I am going to post up a Patreon soon. Stay tuned for that. Um, and 
is there anything else? Oh, I also started to stream again. Um, I'm trying to work out a schedule. You know, I have stuff that I need to organize in my life. (laughs) Um, But I did go back. Uh, I'm starting to stream again. So if you want to see me stream on Twitch, you could. Oh, sorry. Oh, my goodness. That scared me. Um, uh, Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that, guys. So, yeah, you could um, follow Twitch. uh, One Way Soldier. Um, Twitch.tv, whatever, and yeah, so that's all I have for you, uh, for guys. I gotta go, my ride is here. Uh, I'm sorry again. Oh my goodness, this person's calling me. I love you guys, God bless you. My name is One Way Soldier, and this is the end of my transmission. Oh, and don't forget, I'll be gone for 10 days. So, the week of Christmas, I'll be back. Love you guys, God bless. Outro, outro. Oh, and thank you, audience, by the way. Thank you, love you. You guys are good. Yes. Sorry, we forgot about you.